when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shot suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from Pee-wee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at Zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Are you annoyingly even keel? E-methamine could be right for you. I have a disease, all right? I need help. E-methamine lets you get gagged up on whoop chicken parts without yellowing one's teeth. Oh, yeah. Contact your doctor today if you experience the following. Oh, my God. Increases in blood flow, boost in testosterone, ending of erectile dysfunction. This medicine is made for extreme cases of being even keel or having extreme depression. Oh, come on! Side effects include fits of rage, acne, bleeding in folks around you, whooping cough, hallucinations, comas, trouble swallowing, decrease in semen, increasing amounts of selling yourself, amnesia, night terrors, higher mortgage rates, and increased sensations in not having suicidal urges. Oh my. Hey, this is Jack Shoulder, director of Nightmare on Elm Street and 14 other movies, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. So folks, it's finally happening here. It's a couple days late from when we mentioned it online last week. But happy to have a man from Western Philadelphia who's gone on to direct and produce and teach. Done all sorts of things. Best known for directing Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Jack Shoulder. Jack, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. How are you? No complaints here. Now, what part of it you were saying... You were from West Philly. What was the neighborhood called? Uh, it was called uh, Winfield. Winfield. So 
And folks, he, he did mention we were just talking uh, chit-chatting briefly before we hit record, and that is the same neighborhood that would lead to folks going to Overbrook High School. And there was a little-known guy, I don't know what he ever did with his career uh, professionally, Walt Chamberlain. So, you know, he's in good, Jackson, good company there, and there was a couple other guys we were discussing there as well. Right. Uh, and, and actually, um, interestingly uh, enough, there uh, another uh, another film director. Um, Who was that? Um, Stan Lathan. Stan, okay, and Stan, if people Stan aren't familiar did, with Stan. Stan did a lot of TV. I'm, his his area was was mainly TV. Um, okay. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, I mean, he he. Uh, I was kind of interested. I I I never would have pegged him to uh, to have been a director, but hey, you know, I um, got out there, and that's 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 what he was doing. So. And you know what's funny, and it rang in my head when we first started uh, talking about that kind of thing, you know, people from the area and whatnot, and I was, who, I can't remember where I was talking with somebody, but we're maybe at, at a bar somewhere, shockingly, having discussions over a couple of pops, and it's amazing when you think about it, well, the discussion was about just how many people who have been from the Philadelphia area, like you are originally from, just in this area, whether it be Philadelphia, Jersey, and even as north as New York, whether it be athletes, actors, directors, musicians, do you think it's just something in the water in this area to have so many people be successful? Yes, there's definitely something in, in the water. My mother <laughs> always said, you really need to drink the water every day. And then you will become a famous film director. Well, there you go. Now, mind you, uh, i got to ask right away because I uh, was thinking of it and might as well get it out early here. Are you still teaching down in the no. Carolinas? No. No. No, I I, um, I retired from my teaching job uh, three years ago. Okay. How long did you do that? Uh, believe it or not... I did it for 13, 14 years, something like that. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't seem that long, and it seems like a, it seems like a strange thing to do. Um, I have to say that I, I, uh, um, you know, I never went to film school or anything. You know, I kind of learned to make films the old-fashioned way. I just, just did it, you know, and kind of figured it out. From, from there, um, so uh, the idea of teaching it, you know, I I used to think you know basically film school was was kind of a waste of time, um, which which uh, could be a waste of time depending on which one you uh, uh, go to. But um, um, so I kind of had to figure the whole thing out because I, I had no idea how to how to teach film. Because I'd never studied it, you know, so I never kind of learned it in that, like, oh, here's, you know, first you learn this and then you learn that and so on and so forth. I never kind of learned it in that way. So, well, you know, which is interesting. Yeah. So, so actually, what, uh, in a way, I spent, uh, I spent, well, from, I started when I graduated from from college, 
uh, working as a film editor, and uh, and then I directed films. Started, I think I did the first one in 1981, and the last one I did was in 2004. And then I spent uh, a whole bunch of years thinking about how I and why I did what I did, because you know I just kind of did it, you know, and I had to kind of think about why I did it in order to be able to teach it. So that that kind of took. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was going to ask because obviously you mentioned it there that you came in the business as an editor but how do you think there was a certain point there that you it clicked for you to say when trying to teach this to students over those 13 14 years hey hey i did things like this for a certain reason or like being able to put uh point a finger why you did what you did at that time right well that's that's basically what what i had to do it's like uh, you know, there are a lot of things that you just sort of, well, that's just how it's done. But but then when you stop and say, well, why? Because you know, it seems like obvious, but it's not obvious to the students because they're they're not doing it that way. You know, yeah. um, so so then you have to say, well, why aren't that? You know, why are they doing it in this in this way? That's 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 not really correct. And when I say correct, I mean it's not like uh it's not like math, you know, where there's like a right answer and a wrong answer. There are better answers and and less good answers. And uh um, but there are reasons to choose a better answer. I mean you you can kind of objectively say this is a better answer because blah 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 blah. Um so um uh so I kind of had to, you know, think that that through. So that was that was actually pretty pretty interesting. So I'm 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 hoping that uh, that I'm going to make another another film before I check out, and um, uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how all those things come into play. Well, you know, do you think uh, your directing style has improved over the years? Because, like you said. Your first project was really if, uh, Alone in the Dark there in 81. Right. And then, you know, things evolve from there. But you, have, you take a lot of the learning experiences along the way that for your next job or whatever and go, hmm, I did that. I don't think I did this right, but I can improve here next go around. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what, what it's, what it's all about, really. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, um, I mean, there was a point. There was a point around my one, two, three, four, fifth film, and I said, "Oh, I really know how to do this now. Um, this is this is kind of getting easy." And then, of course, it, it wasn't. Uh, and and actually, it was the film. I think it was the film after that one. I think it was like my. My seventh feature film that I directed, that I was standing around, we were we were shooting, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I kind of looked around and I, I said, I actually know what I'm doing. You know, uh, I, uh, hold on for a second. I'm on the, yeah, I'm sure. doing an interview. Okay, put it in the microwave, please. <laughs> Hi. Hi. 
Yeah, hi. Sorry I guess we're working that. on dinner, huh? Uh, well, the dog is uh, eyeing dinner <laughs> that I left out. So, uh, oh, nice. yeah, I would hate, hate for him to eat it. Anyway, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. It, it, it's um, it, it's it's a it's a process of of learning. It's a very very complicated thing to to do. I mean, I. I used to think it was like about the hardest thing that I could imagine doing. Um, you know, then I had kids and and that was that was harder. And and, and yeah. I got better at I got better at directing movies, but um uh you know, at least when you're on a film set, everybody sort of has to listen to you, you know, whereas when when you're a parent or when you're home, you know, you got a wife, you know, you're an asshole, nobody listens to you. So <laughs> I feel like that at home even when my parents came back home with this whole COVID thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> but that's here and there. there. So uh, obviously you've done TV, film, you know, many different mediums. Was there a specific medium you enjoyed doing more so than the other? Well, features. Uh, but, but uh, um, you know, I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed um, Doing stuff where I basically got to to do what I wanted to do. Um, you know, if uh, uh, TV never never really quite worked for me because, um, it, well, um, I did a bunch of TV movies, and they were actually okay. and they were actually fun. Um, I, I always seem to get the unusual ones, um, so. So the material was was usually pretty interesting, um, and um, uh, you know it was it was like like making a feature film except um, you had less time, and in a certain way there was less pressure because because there was less money. I mean I mean basically um, it didn't matter how good it was. You know, as long as it was competent. I mean, there were a lot of people who were, you know, who were doing these things that 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 you know, in my opinion, were not terribly good. But they they came in and it, you know, and and if you shot it and it was on budget and and all that, um, you know, you were you were fine. It was like, um, you know, if it was really great or if it wasn't that good, it really didn't matter. You know, it just it had to be on. On you know Thursday night at nine o'clock, you know, and it, and it had to come in on on budget. As long as you could do that, they they kind of left you alone. So so that was you know that was nice. Once once I adjusted to it. Okay, well, as far as with the feature side of things, and maybe it applies to both mediums, but did you notice a lot of people once you were hired to direct a project, if uh, how do I put this? Many hands in the cookie jar, uh, uh, trying well, to yeah. affect decisions. Yeah, I, well, I mean that was the 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 downside of doing features was that um, there was a lot more at stake. I mean, um, uh, you know, like I said, with with, with the TV movie, it was going to go on at you know eight o'clock on Thursday night. No, no matter what, and they were going to sell advertising. And if it was really good or it wasn't that good, it really didn't matter as long as it was on at eight o'clock Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a movie, um, if it wasn't that good, everybody would lose money 
because people wouldn't want to go and see it. Um, so, so there was a lot of pressure, and and it, they didn't necessarily make the film better. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, they would just give you suggestions because they were just trying to do stuff that they thought might make it better, but they they weren't really filmmakers, so they didn't really, you know, a lot of times they didn't know. A lot, I mean, there were, some, you know, some people who were very good, but uh, uh, you'd get a lot of a lot of dumb suggestions, and you kind of have to figure out how to how to basically um, work around that, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely understand that. I get that uh, all the time in many fields. Yes, yeah. So, so I mean, the the you know there were certain films that I worked on where almost the hardest part was the politics. <laughs> Isn't that, uh, that, that an irony uh, there? Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, and that that has to do with you know the actors you're working with, you know, the egos that you're dealing with, um, uh, uh, you know. So you just have to kind of figure out, you know, what do I have to do to get what I want? Uh, you know, how can I outsmart yeah. these people or kind of work around them or make them think that that they're getting what they want when I'm just getting what I want? You know. Or make a big deal about, you know, make a big, big ruckus about something that it, you know, that didn't really ultimately matter that much to me. So that, you know, then the next time, you know, they say, well, the last time he, he, you know, did it our way. So let's let's give him a break this time. You know, that that sort of thing. So exactly. Get your uh, Fred Astaire shoes on to do a little dancing there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was. Uh, that kind of manipulation was was that was definitely part of it. I mean, it's uh, uh, I don't know. I was I was talking to somebody or other and uh, about about directing. I said, you know, no is just like like the start of the discussion. You know, when they say no to me, it's like, well, okay, what what kind of no exactly? You know, it's like, no, no, absolutely not, never, ever. Okay, you know, then. Then, then I get to know, but but otherwise it was you know. Uh, let's let's just see what what kind of a no that is. Yeah, where on a scale are we talking here? Yeah, I mean if, uh, uh, um, if you if you uh, if you read, uh, Coppola did a book that 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 just came out. I think it's called The Godfather Papers or something, which was like all his notes and everything for The Godfather and. Um, uh, there they there were all sorts of arguments that that he had. You know, they they didn't want to shoot Godfather as a period piece. They said absolutely, absolutely, positively, we will not hire Marlon Brando. No fucking way. You know, uh, uh, and there were all of these things. You know, and he just kept sort of persisting and persisting, and you know, uh, and you know, eventually. You know, got got what he wanted, and I mean, they were all all the right decisions. If he had just sort of gone along with what they'd asked him to do, it wouldn't have been nearly as good a film. Yeah, Here well, I would say the first two, the first two especially, were a classic. Yeah. When you're speaking of Godfather. Yeah. So. Well, obviously, I know you've had issues had issues with a particular guy, but that story's out there from Alone in the Dark. So. People who oh, yeah. here, they can look that up as far as difficulty and politics and stuff like that. But uh, 
like I said at the intro, most people remember you from Nightmare 2. And right. obviously, I was listening to stuff and doing some homework and stuff prior to talking with you. How do you think the mood has changed over the years as far as the, that movie, as far as its uh, status of what people think about when they say Nightmare 2? Uh, well, it's, cha- it's changed a lot. Um, I mean, for for a long time, the the general word seemed to be, you know, it's it's not very good. It's the worst of the series. It's, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, uh, you know, there's also the whole... Uh, um, you know, gay, gay subtext uh, issue. Um, you know that all that that also was part of that discussion, and um, uh, I mean, which was never, you know, our our intention. I mean, uh, it's it's there, and, and I mean, we we knew about it, but uh, you know, it it was never in the forefront. You know, that was always it was always. Uh, um, I thought it was, you know, basically about teen sexual anxiety, you know, and and uh, you know, <laughs> part of that could be, am I gay, you know, uh, you know, and certainly that, you know, uh, you know, in that in that period, and for all I know now now as well, I mean, that was like, uh, you know, one one of the things that 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 boys would use to insult, you know, another boy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so. So there's all of that 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 figured in there because you know you you're kind of trying to get that you know it is about dreams and it is about nightmares and you know nightmares are you know they're very twisted and psychological and and uh, um, uh, uh, so there's there's a lot in there you know and uh, and those those were certainly things that I was thinking about because uh, you know if you're if you're going to try to make a scary movie I mean. Uh, you know, there's there's the cheap scares where you sneak up behind somebody and, and yell boo, you know, but that's, you know, anybody can do that. That's kind of idiotic, um, you know, and then and then there are the the good scares, uh, you know, where you really sort of tap into some basic fear that, that people have. And I think that, that the best films in the genre are ones that are successful at, at doing that. Um but uh um I think Mark Patton has had a lot a lot to do with that and I also think um because he you know he he's he's been really tirelessly promoting the film once he, uh, uh you know he had sort of gone into uh, uh he sort of gone off off uh uh grid yeah well, thank you yeah he had, he'd basically gone off the grid um and when he came back to the grid he 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 really became a, a very strong advocate for the film and you know and also the the times had had changed i mean you know if you if you think back uh george bush when he was running for for president part of his platform part of the republican party platform was was called defense of marriage in other words anti gay marriage you know uh, and now you can get married in in all fifty states. And in fact, um, I was reading in the in the paper today that the Supreme Court, you know, which is tilted kind of kind of conservative, just voted to to say that um, outlawed 
any kind of discrimination uh, about sexual orientation in the workplace, which is kind of a major, a major. Uh, Title Nine, I believe it was. Uh, they were uh, talking about the past few days here with this judgment. Right. Yeah. Actually, actually, Title Seven, literally. But okay. But, uh, uh, but yeah, part part of that part of that whole thing. So, um, you know, America's come come a long way, and and I think, you know, w- once people started coming out of the closet, you know, I think the fact that 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 so many people were so afraid and they were closeted, and so what happened was there were always these people who were in the closet, so they were kind of fearful. But suddenly, when people started coming out, and wait a second, my cousin's gay, my brother's gay, my daughter's gay. My best friend at work is gay, you know. Suddenly, it's like, well, how can I demonize these, these these people when they're people that I know that I love, you know? And so I think that that the attitude toward the film also started to to change. And 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 also, what I think happened, um, I know I I did an interview about. Four or five years ago, and uh, um, there are these these, uh, these two um, women who who have a show about about Elm Street. Elm Street uh, Radio. Uh, I think they're called. I, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe it was like the girls of Elm Street. I don't know something or other. But but uh, okay. in 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 any case, there was a certain amount of criticism still at that point, and uh, and one of them. Uh, you know, a- answered the criticism and said, look, you know, if you look at, you know, did it follow the the template of of Elm Street, of the original Elm Street? The answer is no. So, you know, if you want to put it down for that, you know, go ahead. But that's not what the film was trying to do. The film was just trying to be its own film, which is exactly, exactly what was happening. We weren't trying to... Uh, well, I mean, basically, uh, New Line wasn't wasn't trying to do anything except make make some more money. You know, they were just trying to squeeze a little bit more money out of the the uh, the original title. I mean, they didn't even know that that, uh, that it was all about Freddie. You know, they didn't want to bring Robert England back because his agent was asking for more money. You know, they thought he was yeah. interchangeable. Uh, you know, and I said, hey, you know, I think. <laughs> I think you really need this guy. You know, he's. He, I, I think he's kind of central to the movie. You know, and uh, you know, I think they had planned to bring him back all along because they never talked about any other person to play the role. But, um, but I mean, basically, um, you know, West didn't write the script. Uh, West was yeah. supposed to direct it. West never liked the script. You know, and that that also may have had something to to uh, to do with it too. The fact that 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 Wes, you know, kind of disowned it to a certain extent. But I mean, it wasn't his film. It was it was a different film. So, exactly. uh, but I'm 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 very happy to see what's what's happened with it. I mean, I think it's really interesting. Um, I think um, I mean, I've had you know people come up to me and you know thank me for. For, for making the film and, you know, that, uh, you know, people who are part of the, you know, LGBT community, that it was an important film for them. So I, um, I mean, I wasn't making it for that reason, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm very happy that, that it worked out that way, you know, and, and I think, you know, kind of 
makes the film a little more interesting that you know that there's this whole whole other you know sub this this whole other interpretation going on whether it was intentional or not that that kind of makes the film interesting you know it's taught in schools now part of you mm-hmm. uh so so yeah it, it's um and i i uh i mean personally uh i would say and maybe it's just just people to my face but but i would say you know overwhelmingly people have been complimentary to me about about the film and very few people have been negative to me about the film and and i mean look um you know if you go to the grand canyon you know it gets like a 4.9 you know so yeah you know, somebody thought that eh, wasn't that great you know so uh, you know this and, uh, go ahead and uh, no go ahead no what i was going to say was i was going to throw something that you said out there I heard I believe it was in the Never Sleep Sleep Again documentary when people uh, go it didn't follow the template it didn't do this it didn't. well there was no template the mo- first movie was made a year earlier you know there wasn't three four five you know where you can go back and say All right, this is what they did that worked this is you know, I mean that wasn't there yeah yeah I mean um, uh, like I said they were they were just trying to at that point, uh, sequels were not like the way sequels are now. I mean, now when there's a sequel, you expect the sequel's going to be bigger, it's going to make more money. If it, if it doesn't, it's, it, it's, it, it's considered a failure. Um, uh, whereas at, at that point, um, uh, sequel to a horror film was, was usually not as good. The budget was usually lower. In our case, the budget was actually higher. Um, but, um, uh, you know, it was just an attempt to squeeze a little bit more money out of it. The, 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 the head of distribution at that time at, at, at the New Line, you know, was like, you know, a cigar chomping guy, you know, who, 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 who knew the name of, of every drive in theater, you know, along the Mississippi, you know, you know, he could name every, every one. You know, he said, hey, you know, if we could do 70, 80, 80% of what the original did, we'll be really happy, you know, and, uh of course we ended up doing you know more you know and then of course they they realized that they had something really really big exactly um, and i want to I mean, ask at, 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 oh, go ahead at the time Sorry, basically what they wanted to do was to put out a movie that was called Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and that that had you know Freddy Freddy Krueger and you know cute uh, teenage-looking people getting murdered, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and that was their ambition. You know, um, I mean, they 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 did want to make a good movie. They didn't just want to put out a piece of crap. They, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to imply that because they they always wanted to make a good movie. It was just part of their uh, you know DNA. Uh, but uh, but but their their um, Initially, it was it, uh, that's 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 all it was. They wanted to make a good movie that was scary and 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 that had the name. And that was it. So exactly. There you go. I wanted to ask you two more questions, real quick, because I don't want to keep you all night. But the first one was, and I only heard part of the story, so that's why I'm asking. Is apparently during the infamous pool scene with the tongue and all that bullshit. 
uh, the Gaga, as some people I know would put it. What made you laugh so hard that you actually had to have an assistant direct a scene? Uh-oh. Uh, well, um, well uh, first of all, I, I, I didn't have an assistant direct the scene. I, I had an assistant call action and cut because I was afraid if I opened my mouth, I'd burst out laughing. Uh, okay. uh, well, what, what happened was... Um, um, It was a hard film to shoot, and and uh, you know when you're shooting uh, th- these films, there's an awful lot of night shooting. You know, I mean Nightmare on Elm Street. You're going to be, you know, shooting a lot of nights, and shooting nights can can get you pretty tired. But um, so uh, we had done a um, a scene. Uh, at, there's there's a scene in there with these like demonic dogs that are really stupid looking. And, yeah. Um, and um when i was shooting we were we were waiting and waiting and waiting for these dogs to to be ready um they weren't they weren't ready when they were supposed to be uh you know and and i lost a lot of time just to to stand around you know twiddling my my thumbs when uh you know there's a lot of pressure to to keep going so um i said look um the next time uh, we do one of these effects, I want them to be waiting for me. I don't want to wait wait for them. So, so they took my request seriously, and it happened to be the day that that we were doing the thing with with the tongue. So I'm I'm working away and working away, and at one point the assistant director, who who, who basically kind of like the foreman there, they. They kind of run the set and they know everything that's going on. And and uh, she came up to me and said, "Listen, um, um, Mark is 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 in this makeup, and the tongue is like glued into his face now, and he's very uncomfortable. And um, and you know he's been waiting and he can't drink, he can't talk. You know it's extremely unpleasant for him and." I think it would be really nice if you were to walk over to his trailer and just, you know, tell him that that, that you're trying to get to him and try to, you know, make make him feel good. So I said, oh, okay. So I walked over to his trailer and opened up the door and and he's he's sitting there and like this it's like eight inch long green tongue sticking out of his mouth. So I burst out laughing <laughs> and and. Uh, and he had like a pad and pencil, and he wrote down in big letters, "It's not funny." And, and I tried to sort of uh, um, uh, control myself, and you know, left. Uh, and, and then when it came time to sh- to shoot the scene, I saw them walking him onto the set with his big green tongue sticking out, and I thought, if I open my mouth, I'm just going to burst out laughing, and he's going to get pissed off, and you know, and that'll be yeah. the end of the day. So, so I, I. I told the assistant director that, and normally, you know, the one thing that the director does is the director says action and the director says cut. You know, whatever else happens, that's the one thing that's that's the sort of sacred duty of the director. So I said, listen, I'll just signal you, and I kind of stood and looked looked through a door or, or uh, you know, kind of peeked so that if I burst out laughing, nobody would would, would notice, and I would kind of signal her to start and signal her to to cut and and so on and so forth. So, yeah. And my final question would be, and I guess this is a two-parter, 
uh, when we look at both the franchise in terms of Robert England and Freddie, but also in your uh, yourself as well. Uh, have you ever thought, and I know it can be tough at times, have you ever thought about the legacy for both Robert and yourself and what this will be for the rest of the time? Uh, not not really. I mean, uh, um, you know, honestly, uh, I think I've made 15 feature-length films, you know, some of them for uh, television, um, you know, and, and, and I can, you know, I can rank them, you know, the ones that I thought that I did a really good job and the ones that I thought are okay. And, um, there's very, there's, there's one or two that I thought, oh, well, there's one, one in, in, in particular that I thought just, just wasn't very good at all, uh, that, that 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 really came down to just a bad script, and I, I was just at a point when something else fell through, and I had to just work to to uh, you know to to pay the rent. And um, yeah. but uh, uh, you know where would I rank Elm Street? Um, I think I did a really good job. Um, I think uh, it's not a great movie. Um, so I, so I guess to a certain Extent, you know, when uh, when people say, "Well, it's not a great movie," well, well yeah, it's not, you know. Uh, but I, I, I think it's 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 very well done. Uh, you know, it, it was extremely good for me. You know, I made the movie. The movie ended up making a lot of money, and I continued to work as as a film director for the next you know twenty years. So, so for for that reason alone, I'm, I'm extremely fond of the film. Um, uh, but I've, uh, you know, it's not like I watch my films very, very frequently. Um, I actually found out there was a film that I did called, uh, Runaway Car that I did for, for Fox Television. It's about a, um, a woman and, uh, uh, a baby and, and, and Judge Reinhold was in it and they, Get in this car, and for some reason, the the gas pedal sticks at at like ninety ninety miles an hour, and it keeps going until they run out of gas. And I hadn't seen that really since since I made it. And, and uh, someone on on uh, Facebook said, "Hey, you know, I saw it, and it was really great." And I said, "I said, where'd you see it? Because it's not out on on DVD or anything." And, and they said, "Oh, well, you can. It's it's on YouTube." So I went on uh, YouTube to have a look, and, and you know I ended up watching the whole thing, and I thought, well, this, this is actually pretty pretty good. You know, it's better better than I had had remembered it it being. Um, but um, like like for Mark Patton, you know, who 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 who, who plays Jesse, the lead, uh, you know, basically uh, for for various reasons, and I highly recommend. You know, he 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 made a. A, a, a documentary called Scream Queen, Scream, comma, Queen. Um, yeah, that's a terrific movie. I highly recommend it to 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 anyone who's who's able to uh, to watch it. You know, it deals deals with a lot of issues, and you know, part of the reason that he dropped out of uh, of the scene after you know having a real upward trajectory um, as an actor, um, and. Um, um, I just lost my chain of thought there. Um, 
you were talking about kind of like legacies and things like yourself, uh, yeah. and you brought up Mark and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, basically, um, you know, the the clock stopped for for, for Mark. Um, so he has a whole different way of looking at at, at Elm Street too than than I do. For me, it was a stepping stone because after after that, um, uh, I mean, the next film that I did was The Hidden, you know, which is a film that I'm very proud of. Uh, you know, and it's the kind of film that I that 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 I really had wanted to make, um, and so so I just kind of moved on. So I really didn't, you know, I really didn't think much about Elm Street at all for a long time until uh, I, you know, basically there was that 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 thirty year reunion that was right around the time that that Never Sleep Again came out, which which again I. I uh, uh, I, I, I will mention it's a really good documentary about the whole series for anybody who's interested, um, and and that sort of got me back into it. Um, and um, um, so yeah, I I, um, I would prefer to be remembered for some other things besides that. You know that that seems to be. Uh, you know, people, people stop me and they say, well, uh, you know, what, wh- what do you do? And, you know, I sort of, you know, usually, usually try to sort of waffle around, but, but eventually, you know, I'll say, well, you know, I directed movies, anything we might have heard of, and, you know, and then I have to say Elm Street 2, you know, and, and I wish I could have said, you know, Citizen Kane, The Godfather, you know, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I, I, I have, you know, mi- mixed feelings about it, um, but I, I'm I'm I think I did a, I think I did a good job with it, and and I'm I'm proud of what's happened to it. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, some of it is you know stuff that I never would have you know it's gone places that I never would have thought it would have gone, but I, I'm I'm. I'm pleased with all of that, and I'm 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 happy with the, with the film. When I watch it, I don't cringe, you know. I, uh, uh, you know, say, you know, and there are things that I look at, and eh, you know, I certainly would do things different, you know, certain things differently now. But I mean, hey, uh, you know, we all would. Yeah, I mean, living your life. There's lots of things that I sure wish I hadn't done, or that I wish I had done, you know. Uh, and that's you know everybody, everybody's got that in their life. So, uh, yeah, but so, when they say the name Jack Shoulder, what what do you think? You what do you want people to remember you for? Well, they're they're they're, they're going to re- remember me for Elm Street. That's that's probably what's what's going to happen. That's probably you know in my obituary, uh, which hopefully won't won't be around won't be happening for quite some time. But uh, yeah. um, uh, um, you know that's. That that'll be the the headline, um, you know. Uh, I think uh, uh, you know there. Uh, I, you know that's okay, but I, I uh, you know I never thought of myself as a horror film director. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought of myself as as uh, you know somebody who who wanted to make the kinds of films that that I love to watch. Uh, which is which isn't to say that that I I don't watch horror films. I honestly I don't watch a lot of them. I mean a lot of them are crap. 
Um, yeah. You know, it's a genre where there's an awful lot of junk. Uh, you know, and, and they're huge fans in the genre. I mean, one, one, one of the things that I, that I like about the genre is they're really big, big fans. And I mean, you know, people who just love all these I mean, there's no movie that's so crappy that that it doesn't have its 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 fans, you know. Uh, and um, um, uh, you know, I would I would like to be be remembered for um, the hidden, you know. Uh, I I I would like to be remembered as someone who who made good good movies, you know. And and I. I I actually think that it's happening. Um, I, I I was uh, this this past year before all the traveling <laughs> came to an abrupt stop. Um, yeah. I I, uh, uh, I had retrospectives of my films at uh, uh, you know, three different film festivals. I got a, a Life Achievement Award from a film film festival in in Rome. They did a book about me. So, uh, so uh, I, you know, and you know, people have been very complimentary toward me um, on on the internet and all that. So, so I think, uh, you know, and and I think people think of me as someone who who has done good work, you know, and that that's kind of, you know, I, that's that's what I'd like my my legacy to be that that, that you know whatever I I did, you know. Um, I tried to do a good job and, you know, sometimes succeeded. A lot of times succeeded, I would say. You know, so that's about well, it. Well, Jack Shoulder, thank you so much for the time. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries? Now that's what I call depressing. It's gonna make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope wanna jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies.
For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend while in Cell Block 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. <laughs> who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub. Or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS. Crazy Train Radio. Don't take a nap. 